Hello and welcome to Elocution from Midwinter Tuition. It's been a little while since I've been able to speak to you because I've been carrying out work for a contract but I have an hour spare today so I thought I would record a mini lesson so a really short version of how I work with people to help them change their voices. So perhaps if you are considering having a course of elocution lessons, whether with me or with anybody else, this might give you an idea of the approach that they might take. It also will serve as a nice reminder for people who have been my students in the past and need to get back into their practice. The first thing we do in any lesson is we breathe. Now the rules about breathing are very simple. We keep a nice straight back. You don't need to sit like a primary school child in assembly, but your spine does need to be straight. We keep our shoulders relaxed and we keep our stomach relaxed. You allow your stomach to inflate when you breathe in and you allow it to relax back when you breathe out. I recommend you breathe in through the nose and breathe out through the mouth several times until you feel relaxed and focused. There are many ways that you can increase the breathing capacity that you have in your lungs and start your journey with your lungs and your voice by just breathing deeply. The second thing we do in my lessons is we warm up our voices. I take a very simplistic approach to the warm-up because I am not a singing teacher. I want people to know how to warm up their voice before they use it in a professional context, before they speak in front of a group of people, before they speak in an interview. So I recommend my students hum and I recommend that they hum until their lips tingle. Once they've achieved that tingle, I then encourage them to open their mouth. So we go hum. We do that several times until the voice feels gently warmed up. There's very little impact from humming and ahhing on the voice. Next in my lessons, we work with the vowel sounds. Now, there is nothing wrong with working with the alphabetical vowel sounds, A, E, I, O, U. So if you're out and about and have five minutes to practice but can't think of the vowel sounds that I've used in the past, just use the alphabet vowels. You can also use the short vowel sounds for those. So, A, E, I, O, A. Of course, there are many, many more vowel sounds, but these are a good starting point. You can then put consonants before the vowel sounds. For example, T for tango becomes tay, T, Tai, Toe, Tew. And then we could put T for tango after those vowel sounds. Oh, let's do the short vowel sounds. So let's say, let's say, at, et, it, ot, at. 
you can expand this into all of the consonants. You can also do consonant combinations such as PR or TH. Once you have practiced the vowel sounds sufficiently and you feel like your voice is warmed up and ready to go, I then recommend tongue twisters. Every Tuesday I tweet a tongue twister so that my students can use something new if they need a new tongue twister. So follow me on Twitter, Midwinter Tutor, and you will get a tongue twister every Tuesday, just the one. My students get 10 new tongue twisters every week. Tongue twisters are very useful for practicing repeated sounds. One of my favourites, all-time favourites, which I got from my voice teacher at college. To do, to die today, at a minute or two to two. So it really repeats some really fantastic vowel sounds and consonants. Try and find a tongue twister that challenges you. After we've worked with tongue twisters for a few minutes, we then move on to a short passage. I might choose the first paragraph of a book that I'm reading or a paragraph from the newspaper. It really doesn't matter. It's simply extending that period of time at which you are really concentrating on good pronunciation. Then we read a poem. Poetry is so useful for practicing our vocal skills. We get to practice rhyming if we use traditional poetry. We get to practice rhythm if we use traditional poetry. I'm a big fan of poems like Sea Fever by John Macefield, or in fact, any John Macefield poem I love to read aloud. Go to poemhunter.com if you don't have a book of poetry at home. If you do have a book, pick it up and read it. The next section of my lesson is always speaking without reading. So it's putting down the visual prompt and speaking alone really listening to ourselves and speaking as clearly as we can. I recommend doing this for about 30 seconds at a time at first. Record yourself speaking and then listen back, be critical but constructive and then do it again and do it two or three times, even two or three times at 30 seconds at a time. It's only going to take five minutes or so of your day. The final thing we do is we read an article. So reading for a longer period of time helps us with measured pace and with intonation. So I try to use factual articles from the newspaper if I want students to really practice that downward intonation that we need to add back into our everyday speaking. If I want students to be more expressive, I use comment-based articles, ones that are in really full of opinion so that they can really put some colour into their voice. So there we go, that's what happens in a, an elocution lesson and you can do all of those things yourself. If you've never had a lesson, you might find it beneficial to book one. So have a look at midwintertuition.co.uk and see if you can find a date and time that suits you. I'm currently taking bookings for September because I've been so swamped with bookings lately. I've been very lucky, but I'm also trying to move house. So I'm now looking at September for booking in new students. 
But until then, there are 49 podcasts for you to use. And there are plenty of things on YouTube. I have my own YouTube channel, Elocution from Midwinter Tuition. So there's plenty of ways that you can do this yourself. You don't always need a teacher to make a change to your voice. But if you do need us, we are here. Good luck with your practice and I'll look forward to speaking to you again as soon as I can. Goodbye.